We all now. see it. We all see it. <laughs> he has blue, blue hair. hair. He has blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, if you're going to be chalking, you want some of this. Uh, did he ask for your help? All right, using a spanner wrench. That's a nice choice, Tim. <laughs> you paid him. <laughs> you know who else reads books about submarines? My dad. My dad. <laughs> That's right. What's up? Welcome back to episode four of Spot the Lie, the latest in the freight train of white males who think they can run a podcast. Uh, it's your co-host, Cuffy, here. I'm joined with my other co-host, Hugh, and we have our producer, Bully, on the ones and twos. Uh, fellas, how are we feeling this week? Good. Shut down for the year. We're done. 2020 is behind us officially on the work week. So doing all right. The government's about to shut down. Why not? Why not us too? Hey, uh, we're getting political. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to sports. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, let me be the first. In the words of, of Boomer, let me be the first to wish you and yours a Merry Christmas. We're bringing it back this year, wow. fellas. We're bringing it back. Wow, I think that's twice in a row that we uh, we know where you stand on the war on Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I'm defending it. I'm got. I'm in the trenches. What's that name of that trench in France for World War One? Which one? Wasn't all of wasn't all of France a trench in World War One? I? <laughs> I was gonna yeah, say you're not a trench, but that's not right. We need a Christmas truce. Was that real? I feel like that's just like yeah, in, that was like real. In, yeah, you've seen that. You've seen that picture 0. of the Germans and the no, French that's playing, a real thing. playing soccer over the football. Uh, uh, footy, footy. Hogo, hogo bonito. I think it's with it was with like a, a Frenchman's head or something like I was that. Say, it's probably like a skull or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that was a real thing. Why didn't they just like? Oh shit! They're all in the open. Let's shoot them down. Because it's a truce. Yeah, understand this how is, truces this work. Is, that was a gentleman's war. That was a gentleman's agreement. Men of honor, men of sport, men of class. You would know nothing about. Yeah, that's why they use mustard gas. Yeah, it's a real exactly. way to fight is with mustard gas. Biological warfare. So happy holidays to you and yours. Coming off of that one. The reason we have the Geneva Convention. Like who? Who even enforces the Geneva Convention? I, I know we're kind of good now. Technically, right now. nobody. Yeah, it's <laughs> but it's more the United like a States, guideline. in theory, uh, that's why we're never uh, in trouble for it. Insert, Can't break the rules if you write the rules. Gif of the man tapping his temple. <laughs> uh, all right, so I think uh, we got we got the intros out of the way. Uh, Huey, wanna wanna talk about what happened last weekend on in the Greta? Yeah, so let's go back and uh, recap the NFL. I think we need to start with the biggest stunner of the season, I think, with the Jets just destroying the Rams. This game wasn't even – it kind of got close there at the end for a little bit, but the Jets were in charge of this game pretty much the entire way. And in doing so, they lose out on Trevor Lawrence. Good win or bad win for the Jets? Terrible Huffy? win. Terrible win. Terrible win for the Jets. It's the one – it's the most Jets move of all time. That mm-hmm. there's a once in a generation, you know, your Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, can't miss prospect out of college that is falling into your lap. And then you fuck it up by winning a meaningless, what, week 14 game. Uh, so that's, that's just, you know, the AFC East fan inside me was just very happy to see that. In the same week that the Buffalo Bills won their first title in 25 years, the Jets essentially fumbled at the one yard line. Um, so that, that was my uh, initial take. I'm going to 
put over to Bully before I kind of go off kind of what the next steps are from the Jets from here. Being a fan of the Patriots, it was a tough weekend, but <laughs> being friends with Jets fans, it made it a bit easier. So uh, I think they're just they're just waiting for probably 12 to 15 more years until that franchise QB comes over. I got to say, I've, I love Jet fans. Jet fans <laughs> are the best. They just know how miserable they are. I've never seen – I don't even think even in the 08 Lions season they were rooting to lose. But here we are with the Jets fans just upset that their team beat and showed potential against a top team in the NFC. And It's, it's I, weird because the Jets aren't – I mean, they're bad. Don't get me wrong. They're very bad. And even oh, yeah. in games where, like, they've been a little competitive – it's the coaching is also bad. So they can't even rely on that to like, you know, push them across the goal line. Like they shouldn't have been winless essentially is what I'm saying. Like well, they should have beat that. the Raiders. They should have yeah. beat the Patriots. Patriots. Well, as a friend that's a Jets fan, they said the only upside is that it didn't happen against the Patriots. And I said, well, don't worry. That will be your win number two uh, to definitively put you out of that number one pick. Uh, I think they're locked into either to one or two right now because the Jaguars or not the Jaguars, the Bengals are out of it with their win. You're fully, you're laughing, right? Because of the <laughs> a lot of comments on the pronunciation of Jaguars, like your Florida trash, you know, I the, speak like the locals do. I was going to say the further North you go, you're actually going South. <laughs> I mean, let's just, let's just go. Unless you guys have any more thoughts on the jets, we can just transfer well, right into the. Bengals. I, I um, before we go to the Bengals, I just want to talk about the Jet. Like, where do they go from here? So, you obviously you're losing out on Trevor Lawrence. They're going to fire Adam Gase. Do you they're going do to you hire stick with, a defensive head coach? No, they're going to draft Fields and then ruin his Wilson? development. What about Wilson? I heard that he's rising up the big boys. Sure. Whatever they do, it's going to be wrong. And they're going to hire a defensive-minded head coach in order to ru- to ensure that their quarterback is ruined. You know who's available. Who's the they'll be back in coach. They'll be back in three years. I mean, Matt, Matt Patricia is available. Oh God, the boy genius. I think sure. they should rehire Rex Ryan. Run it back. <laughs> Insert. Can't maybe they fast. Can, maybe well, they can get the. Can. Uh, maybe they'll get the number one pick when Arch is coming out. Justin it's, Fields it's, will have to wear number six, so uh, Rex Ryan's wife doesn't have to change her tattoo. Wow deep cut for the real ones that was quite a quite a deep cut oh, very much side note not when that video came out of rex ryan basically as foreplay before fucking his wife's toes mm-hmm. that was just like it happened and people were like oh yeah he likes feet like there was yeah. not that big of like a like what back, it was a wild time back then man that's the same pre... as like brett Favre's dick pic yeah brett Favre got a huge pass on the dick pic uh, but even then it was like whoa it's a big deal it Susie but, Colbert and Joe Namath. Why is this always with Jets people like around them? It's true. It's New York. <laughs> you don't see New York, the Giants. New York. That's a respectable organization. Yeah, they got the uh, very respectable. So moving on, I think we should go to the next biggest upset of the week is the spot the lie curse on the Steelers. 0-3 since the start of the spot the lie podcast. That's, I mean, you're welcome, Bengals fans. <laughs> are you, do you think that Bengals fans are happy or are they trying to just get a better draft pick at this point once, once Burrow went down? 
and they're locked. They weren't going to get number one or number two anyways. And even if they did, they're not taking a quarterback. So they're going to take the best offensive lineman on the board. And there's a good chance the Steelers lose against Colts too this weekend. Like this is a very good chance the Steelers go 11 and five. They play the Browns after that. Yeah. It's not going away. Week 17. If the Steelers lose to the Colts and the Browns beat the Steelers, the Browns are the AFC North champions. Can you repeat it one more time? A little we slower. The, we'll have the Bills in the AFC East. We'll have the Browns in the North. This is just 2020, just you, huh? What a 2020, year. it doesn't count because of COVID. What is up is down. Down is up. Cats Titans will dogs. probably win again. Or the Colts could. That's going to be a race down to the end. Ben looks washed. He has to hang it up. He's done. At one point in the game, he had negative two yards, one interception, like five for 12 or something. It was insanity. Sounds like his uh, first Super Bowl stat line. Hey, yo. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a tweet that was like, what would Ben Roethlisberger be if he wasn't an NFL quarterback? And it's him with the beard. And then someone just goes, in jail for sexual assault. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that's pretty clear what he would be. Austin Picks, raping chicks, Ben Roethlisberger. Um. I have a. So do we have any other Steelers-related thoughts besides the fact that they that I called it on the very first spot to lie that they were fucking frauds and that they have the worst. What they are frauds. Team they, are, they are going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. If they even make it to the playoffs at this point, well, I think they're locked into the playoff spot, but they're just not locked into the North. Oh, then they're easily going to lose, though. Yeah, they'll lose. Even if they win the North, they're going to lose to like the Dolphins or something in the first round. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um. I, I had a thought because I, I think that the next one of the probably the most entertaining game was the uh, Saints Chiefs game, mm-hmm. and my my overarching thought was the, the Chiefs are frustrating because I yeah. uh, I my phrase I use to describe these types of teams it was a big like they give me off big Colts of the mid two thousands vibes meaning like they have a horseshoe up their ass where it's like okay they're, we're not saying they're bad they're certainly not bad they're very good but then there's like a bunch of games where like other good teams could beat them, but then they like fuck up and they all fuck up all playing against the chiefs, which is like, again, this, it, it's something to say, like, okay, the chiefs are a good team and they don't beat themselves, so to speak. But like the saints, like Jesus Christ, that thing at the end of the first half where it should have been a touchdown and the fucking guy was just coming in like a bat out of hell. And he, because he came in so fast, what should have been an easy recovery along with like three other saints players all over him fucking just boop right up back of the end zone for a safety. And it's just like little things like that are a microcosm of like when they play the Chiefs, it seems like the ball bounces in a certain way. I think it's similar also to Russell Wilson's Seahawks on his rookie contract. He he was a magician. There was just shit that he did that did made no sense. Um, granted, their defense was a lot better than the Chiefs' defense, but I agree with you. I mean, I think it's it, you have to play a perfect game and have everything go right in order to beat the Chiefs. Like you got the Dolphins are a playoff team. They got three turnovers off from Mahomes, and they still lost by a touchdown. That game was never really that close. That's insane. The it's, team it's, is stacked. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're like a TNT that's like ready to blow. Like their offense is like literally snap of your finger. and They never score. got out of it. So that's – it sucks, which I th- I mean, I'm not going to – Going to and to I be think fair, like, I think like the Bills, I think a Chiefs Bills AFC title game would be fucking electric because I think the yeah. Bills, especially how they're playing right now, 
because that defense has been rounding into form of late, and their offense is also fucking electric. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that would, I think those are easily the two best teams, maybe in the NFL. But and then also as an aside, I mean, because I know it was it was Romo and Nance, I believe, was the Saints Chiefs uh, announcers. Mm-hmm. Look, I get Mahomes is like the future and he's great, but they're saying he's doing the stuff that no one else has done before. Sure, if you just point to like strictly stat, you're you're splitting hairs on the stats, but it's like, yo, Aaron Rodgers exists and has been yeah. doing this for like way longer with Rogers like a variety no of look passes forever. It, it's well, even Matt Stafford doesn't know look also, passes, but like, you know what I mean? There's like, a point of contention on Baker Mayfield's longest throw uh, in NFL history. If you, there's Rodgers throw that. It's pretty hard to deny that one seventy yards. He threw it from the thirty, and he overthrew a guy in the end zone. Well, so. can you also do the one, the Super Bowl forty-two, Tom Brady to the one that didn't go to Randy Moss? It went right, right, right off his fingertips. It went like something like sixty or seventy yards in the air. It was fucking banana land. Yeah, watch that. So there's some it, point of contention on that. I don't yeah. know whose stat that was, but Rogers yeah, I mean, specifically I pointed the that internet. Out. I mean, I think Rogers is the MVP. Because of the facts that you've said that Mahomes can play not great and they'll still blow teams out. That team is so good. His supporting cast is insane. Their defense isn't incredible, but it's better than the Packers' defense. Their wide receivers, their skill players are way better than the Packers' skill players outside of, I mean, Devontae and Tyreek, I would probably give them 1A and 1B as best wide receivers in the league this season. But Aaron, Aaron Jones, though, is better. Aaron Jones is great. He's CEH is also great, though. The Saints, yeah, did, but the Saints line did put some pressure on Mahomes, made him look uncomfortable a little bit, which was different to see. You don't usually yeah, see him he look hit, uncomfortable. He got hit way more than I've seen him get hit. Yeah, he had four sacks. But like violently hit. Like there were a couple that he got up and I was like, oh shit. One of them, didn't um, he take a re- He took a really bad sack. It was like third and six. They were in field goal range, something like that. He took like an eight yard sack and just put it. It wasn't a 30 yard sack though. And then also, yeah. also one of the other ones, just kind of rounding out my, uh, my, my notebook here. The Las Vegas Raiders, is this the Gruden formula where they start out, you know, mm-hmm. they got the overhype in the preseason, and then they start out and they look strong, and you think, you know, based on paper, they're going to be great, and then they kind of just sputter down, down the road. Um, so that's 1A. And then 1B, obviously, Derek Carr, um, his, his nutsack or groin or whatever area, that got fucked. Yeah. And steps Marcus Mariota. Is Marcus Mariota good? I mean – the John Gruden quarterback camp. He can do stuff the Derek Carr can't, that's for sure. I don't think he's good, though. I'm not on the Mariota redemption arc. So, say if you're a Patriots fan, would you want to bring in Marcus Mariota on a modest... What's his contract look like for the Raiders? Because he might what just if... stay in L- uh, Las Vegas. What if he's like uh, $13 million a year? They might have him locked up for more than one year. I think it is, but I think that they could, I mean, just swing a trade. Hey, do, you guys want I think, do you guys I think, want Stephon Gilmore? I think Gruden would be more likely to trade Carr than he would Mariota at this point. I just don't think if, – if, if you have questions about Mariota's health and you think the offense he's going to run in New England is going to be similar to what Cam Newton ran this year and Cam couldn't stay healthy, there's no way Mariota stays healthy. Yeah, but I think that they're not going to run what Cam's running. Patriots are basically running a wildcat. It's because literally Josh McDaniels is. is known for uh, adapting to his quarterback so well. Well, also – I. I have some inside sources that say McDaniels is 100% going to be gone at the end of the season. Well, he's garbage. That, so. Well, even if it even if breaking news right now, I might breaking be breaking news? some breaking some news because uh, 
there is quote unquote going to be an entire overhaul of the organization top to bottom. So wow. stay tuned folks. The roster and coaching staff will not look like it does right now next year. One of their and coaches coaching just, staff. One of their coaches just what? left to uh, go coach, coach Arizona. Arizona. Are you saying Belichick's on the hot seat? No, he's the, he's the one who's safe. And I believe Casario is the other one who's safe. Shocking. Well, but back to good. the Raiders, the Chargers. <laughs> this was also a game of which coach could outcoach the other, but in the worst possible way. Anthony Lynn and John Gruden's in-game decision-making is so frustratingly bad. It's almost just fun to watch. It's like watching a peewee coach just not even understand the basics of football, like some alcoholic dad who's doing this for parole money or something. It's so absolutely Gruden. insane. Or Anthony Lynn. Well, Anthony Lynn is actually funny because, like, I don't know if you watch Hard Knocks, but like, I don't know how I, he can consistently make the worst decisions. In Hard Knocks, I was like, okay, like he kind of seems like I he liked him together. It was like, all right, yeah, he's and cooking he's like, ribs, talking shit about Cleveland, and then you like you put you see him in action, you're like, oh, this is awful. Oh, this is this is just terrible. This is just bad. I like you, dude, but you just cannot. It's infuriating. Justin Herbert is getting. 10, 15 yards through the air every single pass. Wide open every single time. And what does Anthony Lynn do? Just keep running the ball. What are you doing? You got to stay balanced on offense. You need to establish the run. He is a former running back. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like coaching mindset of like the early 90s. Got to establish the run first. The early 60s. <laughs> before the forward pass was invented. It was, it's so frustrating watching Anthony Lynn as a guy who wants to see Justin Herbert succeed, they're just crippling that kid. They have to get that entire coaching staff out of there. <laughs> He's like taking his pointers from like Newt Rockney's Notre Dame teams of the late teens. <laughs> fucking Pop Warner over there in his fucking garage inventing the spiral. Carlisle, Carlisle University. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we're moving on to, to Huey's Pickums. Huey's uh, picks. Yeah, let's go. I did you last week, big guy. Went two and one last week. My only loss was on the Minnesota Chicago under. Uh, that's on me. I'm pretty sure that game went over in the first half. But I'm 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 doing better. I like the under this week a lot more than I did last week. I'll just tell you that right I feel now. Feel like you said that last week. That's fine. So that's fine. on the season five three and one, I believe, which is uh winning. We're winning money. We're winning you guys your Christmas present money. So that's all that matters. So without further ado. Uh, I'll start with, uh, what do you guys want to start with? The favorite, the dog, or the total? What do you want, Cuffy? Favorite. All right. The favorite is an easy one. Colts minus one and a half at Pittsburgh. As we said, Pittsburgh is done. Ben is done. Colts, as long as Phillip Rivers doesn't Phillip Rivers this, easy money. So I got, I got. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I don't want to toot my own horn, but that's, that was one of my picks for this coming week. But I got a, a, a minus three. Minus three? That's yeah. worse. You realize that, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm, but yeah. I'm assuming the line is going in favor of the Colts as it gets closer to yeah, the apparently. game day. Let me refresh this page. See what we two got. Two and a half. Right I, see, I see two and a half. Two and a half. Get it quick if you can get under three. Three is a key number. Uh, yeah, I still have minus one and a half. Um, Moving on to the dog. We Let's need a sportsbook sponsor so we can have a line. gamble responsibly and uh, use a sportsbook. If you have a problem. Yeah. Gamble. Be sure to gamble irresponsibly like I do and chase on Monday night football. 
Titans plus three and a half is my dog. It's at Green Bay. Uh, I'm going against myself. I'm fading my own team right here, but I don't see how we can stop, how the Green Bay Packers can stop <laughs> Derrick Henry in Lambeau. He was made for that. It's like, tractor Cito season. How do you stop him? I don't know if you've seen the Green Bay Packers play, but we just we scored three points in the second half against the Carolina Panthers. And almost Are you worried about the Packers being labeled frauds if they lose a December game in Lambeau? Fun fact, the Bengals have more wins against winning teams than the Green Bay Packers do. Spot the lie. Cincinnati, two wins over winning teams. Green Bay, one win. Mm-hmm. But I have a – I don't know if I want to get into the rant right now, but all those stats are bullshit because I'm pretty sure both the Vikings and the Bears are 500 on the season, and we beat both of those teams. So if you take that loss away – we would have it against 500. It's silly. Anyways. Welcome, welcome to the AFC East argument for the past 20 years if you're a Patriots fan. Oh, the division is terrible. Well, yeah, because there's like two wins taken away automatically, pretty much. But yeah. And now, I get you. Yonder, I'm going back to this well. One of these times, Jalen Hurts will hit an under. <laughs> it has to happen eventually. I don't know why you don't like Jalen Philly, Hurts. He's very at fun Dallas, under 49 and a half. Andy Dalton and Jalen Hurts are not going to combine for 49 and a half points. Dude, they're going to toss it all over the it's yard. It's impossible. I, 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 the football, it will break my football mind if that game goes over. All so right, lock in down. the over. Wait, you just said. I know. I'm, I'm betting the under. The, I'm telling the viewers to bet the oh. under. But my totals on Jalen Hurts have been way off. So I'm going to stick with it. I'm a man of my word. All right. So, what do you we, think, Cuffy? What do you got over there? So, for Cuffy's picks, uh, I went one and two last week. So, I think that's the first win of the year. Um, big Washington news football team. Washington football Dwayne team. Dwayne the covers Haskins. Dwayne, I love strippers Haskins. Pumps. Yeah, man of the people. Right. <laughs> he brings his own jerseys to the strip club. <laughs> gotta support. It. Gotta support small business. He's if also. Trying- I was a professional athlete. I would carry my fucking jersey everywhere. I played collegiate athlete. I played he probably needs it to prove that he can fucking that he is a professional athlete. Half of his luggage is just his own jerseys. It's insane. Um, so one and two last week. Uh, this week, uh, I got all away favorites. I, I'm loving the away favorites this week. So we got Miami minus three uh, at at the Raiders. Loving Miami there. They're gonna cover. Uh, yep, like I said I like earlier, Indy minus. I have it at minus three um, at Pittsburgh. I think that's going to be an easy cover as well. Uh, as you said, unless Phil Rivers does Phil Rivers things. And then finally, Philly, minus two at Dallas. I love Jalen Hurts. I don't know what it is about him. I just like, I think it's because he looks like a musketeer. Like, just like his face and like his facial hair looks like, like the Count of Monte Cristo or one of the three musketeers or something like that. So, I don't know. I just believe in the kid. Uh, so, so, Miami, Indy, and Philly – Lock them in. Let's hope we get a nice 3-0 this week. Um, Wait, are you taking all favorites? Yes. I got to say, for, for the... Uh, square of you. Well, a tip to be square, according to Huey Lewis in the news. For uh, The one game I'm excited about is Vikings at uh, New Orleans on Christmas Day. I Christmas feel like, Day game. I feel like it sucks that in, in this year there won't be a ton of fans because being in New Orleans Christmas Day afternoon football game... That'd be 
I, Hugh, that's right up your alley for sort of this time of year, bowl games, mm-hmm. uh, playoff atmosphere. Last year, in New Orleans. I was in New Orleans for New Year's, and I went to the Sugar Bowl, yeah. and it was great. Go dogs! So I have a hot take. Um, New Orleans, eh, I don't, I don't see the appeal. Of the city? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't really it's see it. What I city mean, do you see the appeal of? 24-hour drinking? You can walk around in the streets, drunk, you can drink nice anywhere. weather all the time? San Francisco has much better weather, or like Dallas. Oh, it or doesn't? Or are you kidding me? San Francisco is the coldest what summer city kidding? in the United States. It's temperate. It's it's literally the coldest average temperature Dude, New Orleans of any major city in the United States. It's like States. 50 degrees all year round. Ass. You're well, out of your nice. mind. Have you ever been to New Orleans? No. Then <laughs> shut up about it. Yeah, I said it's not. I just, eh. I don't really, I don't get the appeal. Yeah, but Ooh. I've read about it in the newspaper. Yeah, the New Yorker said it sucked. Well, I'm, I've read A Confederacy of Dunces, okay? I, I skimmed the New Yorker okay, article. So have I. Um, speaking of professional sporting events on Christmas, NBA season tipped off last night or two nights ago for the listeners. And we have the NBA season coming up uh, a little bit later in the calendar year than usual, which I personally like. I think this should be a mainstay. Uh, tip off right around Christmas, have all their premier games right there. So any, uh, any thoughts on the upcoming NBA season? Yeah. Tuffy? So first of all, uh, with the, it was, it was Brooklyn versus Golden State um, on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is back back. Um, he looks like he, that injury, the Achilles, it's like he didn't, you know, he, he's still kind of on load management, so to speak. So he played for 25 minutes in the opening game. He had 22 points, five rebounds, three assists, three steals. He was seven for 16 from the field. Um, is that good? Did he break it? Is that, is that bad? Warriors might also be trash. Yeah. We need to well, yeah, consider that. They might not even be a playoff team. Kevin Durant's injury confirmed not his Achilles heel. Get the fuck out. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that Brooklyn is going to be sneaky, really fun to watch this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and my East other is, Brooklyn. East is going to be a bloodbath. Are you saying that's a sneaky take? I don't think that's very sneaky. I, I don't know. Just like They're going to be fun to watch until Katie and Kyrie blow up because that's coming. So that's, so that's my other thing. I, I have a few Kyrie that's thoughts. That's coming. One. Um, did you guys see this was making the rounds on the Twitter webs? <laughs> um, Kyrie in the preseason game against Boston. Fucking my man's burning sage walking around the TD Garden. Just, I mean, he is the guy who literally moves to Brooklyn and then starts dating a girl who's a little too into astrology. And he's like, yeah, babe, you're right. S- I, Neptune is rising. What is my, what is my birth sign? Absolutely Fuck. love it. I <laughs> love it. Now that he's not a Celtic and you don't have to worry about his antics, bring it on. Keep doing stuff like the best, that, Kyrie. The best take is people saying, you can't criticize him. He's from Australia. It's, it's his indigenous uh, rituals. Someone's like, what the fuck? Well, he's also, that is apparently a take that he yeah, is very uh, part of, in touch um, with his indigenous people side. He's a part of a Dakotan tribe, right? I think from his mother. Yeah, I think his side. mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like he's like super into that side. And Phil Jackson used to do this as well, apparently. But he would keep it in the locker room, and nobody would really know about it. If there's one thing to do it in the locker room without the cameras around, it's another thing to go out into the pregame 
and walk around the court in Boston when you know all the cameras are going to be on you anyways and saging the entire court. And there's a, there's a deadly pandemic that affects pulmonary organs. Very unsafe. Can you imagine if it was filled with people when he started doing that? Oh my God. The stuff would have got thrown at him. I mean, for sure. He also went to the, he went to the broadcast booth and he like did some extra time there. Tommy Heinzholm just died. I mean, really talk about not reading the room. But uh, yeah, so my other Kyrie thought was, do they ship Kyrie down to uh, Houston in exchange for James Harden? Wow. No, I don't even think it's on the table. I well, think Harden's going to Philly. My other Harden take is my man, um, the who's backs of the month so far in all of sports is um, strippers. You know, it's Christmas time for them too. Someone's got to pay for that. He so was with his trainers Harden, in Atlanta. James Harden gifted a stripper um, a Dior luggage um, piece of piece of luggage looks very pricey. Thoughts on James trainer? Harden getting chonky as all hell, and just loving strippers and apparently spending all of his free time inside a strip club. Uh, as our resident strip club guy, Hugh, thoughts? I'll take that title. Uh, yeah, love it. Harden's gonna be. He's he's dialed in. He was with his trainers in Atlanta. Okay, that's his official statement that he was training, uh, and I love it. Keep it up. Maybe he gets traded to Atlanta. Who knows? Atlanta's rising. I would, I Apparently, I Atlanta surprised. strippers must hit different, by the way, because you had the pre-bubble. They all went to Atlanta and got the strippers there. Well, they, they just went there for the chicken. Just so right. Just so we're clear. Right. Just just so clear. <laughs> all those rap songs, you think they'd lead me? You think a rap song would ever lead me astray? No. Exactly. I guess if I ever get married, I'm going to have my bachelor party in Atlanta. I guess that's the place to do it. Oregon, come on. Well, yeah, there was an article, that, I think it was an ESPN article that said that he would charter planes after practice to go to uh, Las Vegas for the same reason, extra practice. It's all in that form. It's also part of like your, you know, your, your recovery time. He wants to, you need a little bit of both. You know, you work hard, you recover hard. Sometimes recovering yeah. hard means blowing a band or two at the titty bar. Yeah, why not? They have unlimited money. Why do they not just spend it on all of the strippers? You think that he he totally eats at the strip club, right? Oh yeah, dude. He's there for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Those are his he, trainers. Look at his body. Of course he's eating at the strip clubs. It's just so funny that the, I think the older Harden gets, the more of less of a fuck he gives, and the more he just is oh, morphing sure. into Rick. He's just morphing into Rick Ross. For sure. Yeah. That's all he is. The Venn diagram is slowly becoming a circle. I need him to retire and get into the booth. He would just be incredible post-game analysis. You know, the announcers, whenever they go to a new city and they talk about like, oh, this steakhouse, whatever, he's just going to be like, oh, well, you know, Maxine's on Route 428. <laughs> like, it was over on Crystal Desire last night. <laughs> Let me tell you about Sapphire Lounge. <laughs> I think people are saying that's why Milwaukee's a target because it's like an hour away from Chicago. Milwaukee's got a strip club scene. Latrell Sprewell has a club there. I don't know if it's a strip club or just a bar, but he, he's a bouncer at, at a bar in Milwaukee that he owns. You can pair him up with Giannis and just see what happens. Which also, good transition there, bully. Giannis, locked in next five years. Uh, $228 million super mass Supermax extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. Super teams, rest in peace. I mean, here's my thing. Everybody was saying, oh, this is great for the small market teams, yada, yada, yada. Is it? Do contracts matter in the NBA? We see guys sign major contracts like this all the time, then get shipped out and traded two years you think that Giannis would throw a hissy fit though 
or will like okay let's put on our let's unless do our he, they don't put anybody behind, they don't put anybody around him who was there to put around him like realistically you know no, i'm not saying this year but like down the line yeah i mean i don't know what i'm saying is if they don't he's not going to carry that team to a championship while you have ad and lebron you got playoff p and um tyler hero yeah we got you uh, could they could try and partner like Kawhi with him next year when Kawhi's a free agent. Someone like Chris Paul. I don't, I don't know. They need some. They need a score. Next Chris Paul just went to the Suns. Yeah, I'm just saying he's gonna be a free agent. Also, yeah. how old is Chris Paul? Old. There's old. no way Chris Paul's gonna be a free agent. They traded like five first round draft picks for him. They can't let him hit free agency. We're an NBA pod now. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking um, of the Suns, yeah, they had to do that because they had to keep my boy Booker happy. Oh, I speaking of strippers. Love, <laughs> I love Devin Booker. I love him. Yeah, he's got big alpha energy. If there's eight guys about to get their dick sucked by the same lady, you better be going first. God, I love that. That's just – He's oh, incredible. Man. They bet – I got – see on him. He's a cat. I, I want the Suns to continue that playoff run so bad. Bubble also – bubble – MVPs. Yeah. Clearly the clear bubble MVPs. All right. Uh any other last minute NBA thoughts before but we uh do you have any picks? Do you have any any predictions for this year? See, here's my problem with the NBA. I find like at the top it isn't that exciting. Whereas the NFL, the top is exciting. The top teams, I guess other than like the Chiefs this year have basically been doing what they're doing, but the Ravens have had issues. The Steelers kind of came out of nowhere there for a little bit. But the NBA, it just seems very predictable. It's getting a little bit better now that Golden State's broken up, but for me, the fun teams to watch are like the Suns and the Blazers that are kind of fighting in, in the middle yeah. of the pack. Yeah, I think Dallas will be fun this year with Doncic yeah. and Porzingis. Dallas oh. is another team that looked really good. Yeah. The Atlanta. Yeah, I just I, – I guess I always root just for the non-super teams. I think they're like – like the first Golden State team when they were, were like clicking, it was very fun to watch. But like it just – it's 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 like this new load management rule too. That Oh, know, yeah. Get it out of here. It's just like – but like they'll just do that for the, like they just bop around. It's like the regular season doesn't matter. So maybe now with like a shortened regular season – Hopefully the games will matter more and they give more of a shit about it, especially the ones who know that yeah, they're going to the be there. Is, the differences are always like 30 games, 20 games. So what's the difference now going to be 15 games? Like it's not going to change it that much for the top teams. I don't think. I know it's such an old school take, but I, I really agree with the ones, the people that say I try and play every game because you don't know like what kids there for the first time. Like, if, you're, if you're a kid and you're like 10 years Nobody, old, no kids are going to be there. Maddie's a big. Not this year. You know, wow, he threw the football in the stands. He didn't even give it to the kid in the front row. What an asshole. No, I'm just I'm, – I'm a, I'm a fan of, like, the Mean Joe Green Coke commercial, but with playing time. Everyone gets to see some playing time. No, I disagree 100% with that. It's silly. They're not playing for the kids in the stands. They're playing for themselves, win championships, make money. So your pro, your pro load management, your pro taking the yeah time off, hundred percent. They're playing for the. I, I think it's a stupid rule, and specifically why I think it's a stupid rule is because they, they, 
um, singled out nationally televised big games. Like, how are you going to, who determines that? Silver? That's silly. No, the, the TVs. How do you not understand that? The nationally like, televised part determines it. It's silly. Why is, well, in that vein, there's the challenge Overture. of revenue this year without fans, and Adam Silver hinted at potentially adding two new teams or eight new teams. So, where would you want to see bring Seattle teams? back? Seattle well, I mean, that's Vegas. the obvious one, but I don't know. Does Seattle Vegas, even deserve a team? Vegas would probably be Vegas. Vegas, definitely. They have the All Star game there. They're already building a market there. They should do Mexico City. No, no, they no. shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. No, it's a terrible idea. Yeah, Vegas and Seattle. Yeah, boom, done. Book it. All right, so moving now to this week's topic of the week, uh, all of our listeners' favorite favorite time of the, the pod. Last week, we talked about uh, Christmas music, some of our favorites. This week, you know, Christmas is tomorrow. What's, what are some of our favorite movies? So I think we, we divided it up into three s- sections. So we have our favorites, our sleepers, and our overrated movies. Oh, I didn't um, do that at all. <laughs> yeah, you just live it in your own brain, making up uh, tears. Uh, I just have. Believe this was on the run of show. I just have a list of a couple of movies and then some takes on them. I uh, believe it's it is in the run of show. All right. Um, <laughs> so sure. Who reads that? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so how about when you, was you, it put in the run of show? It like was two hours ago. It's been there for a while. All right. Well, the run of show works when it's convenient for coffee, but when it's not convenient for coffee, we just ignore it. I I, I treat it like the gospel. Yeah, of course. And like uh, the gospel, there's a lot of loose interpretations. <laughs> hands down, I'll kick this off. The I'm not even my favorite. The hands down goat Christmas movie. It's no questions asked. It's a Christmas story. It is the greatest Christmas movie Boo. of all time. Boo. Yeah, and there's no say, arguing with that. No, there is. There, there sir, literally. Are you can elaborate. Not. Are you can elaborate. It has everything. It's perfect. It's 100% Americana Christmas. You have the dad who's overstressed and overworked and everything keeps breaking down. He's fluent in profanity. You even have them all going to a Chinese restaurant because the house like burns down. It's incredible. It's Americana. It's perfect. Sure. I'm, I'm not, I watch I'm that not movie two to three times a day on TBS every single year. So I think that's, that's why I think it's been become overrated for me is that it's just been shoved down your throats. If it wasn't always on TV, just like on loop, it's certainly fine. I think it's a little overrated. I'm not saying it's bad, but I would put it just below the threshold of like favorites in like the, we're in the, that's the hall of very good. No, no, that's the hall of goat. And it's one movie and it's a Christmas story. I, I, I can't really rank a goat of them, but as far as, what I think is top tier and will be in my rotation every, every year, Home Alone 2. I think, that, I think Home Alone 2 is way more... Hey, Cuffy, do you live in New York? No. Yes, I do. But it's not because of that. I've always thought it's way more Christmas-specific in focus than the first one. The first one, it's way more... He's just up to, like, you know... So, can we talk guys. about the first one? Sure. Because the first one is the perfect quarantine movie. It's incredible. So his family disappears. He wakes up the next day. What does he do? He eats a shit ton of ice cream. It's what all of us did the first day in quarantine. We went nuts. We're like, oh, we don't have to put pants on anymore. We just walked around in bathrobes. It was incredible. 
And then some paranoia starts to trickle in. You're like, what's going on? Is this ever going to end? You start to, you have to start shading again. Okay, yeah. One. You pick up weird hobbies. You start shooting BB guns in the house. Like it's, it's such a perfect quarantine movie. You know what? I was this many years old when I learned that Fuller, which is the whole catalyst for this whole movie, the kid who's just down in Pepsi and they're like, Fuller, Fuller, easy yeah. on the Pepsi. Uh, that is yep. Kieran Culkin. Cul- yeah. That yeah, blew my mind. I was like, holy, he doesn't even look like Macaulay in that one. But obviously no. now he does since he's growing up. But that was, that was my big takeaway this year upon my rewatch. And then, I mean, everyone always says it's like a big BuzzFeedy thing, but every year as I get older and I kind of realize like, you know, home prices or apartment prices, Kevin's dad must have been fucking in it. Because not yeah. only is that a super big house in a nice Chicago suburb, but his brother just lives in Paris and also has the townhouse in New York and Home Alone too. Like, and he brings, and his, he brings the entire family. Like, 10 like 17 also. tickets my third and final observation and they all go first class well no no no, no for the, just kids. the parents just the parents. yeah of course the kids don't go first class fuck that <laughs> but the oldest McAllister sister comma 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 space isn't she a so, cousin i think no she's uh she's the sister the cousins are little i think well yeah, one I of them she was one of the cousins is i think the one who does like the french like the incompetent and then one of them's Fuller is one of the cousins too. Yeah, Fuller is a cousin. Yeah, but those are kind of my three for my rewatch this year. My takeaways from the first one. But going back to my original point, Home Alone Two, mm-hmm. I think it's way more Christmas focused. I don't know whether or not that's just because it's set like at the Ritz, um, which also he could have exposed Donald. No, Trump it's not in the Ritz. Moment. It's at the uh, Plaza Hotel. The Plaza. Same, Come on, same shit. Yeah, are well, you the, that's the reason Donald Trump's in it. The president. He uh, owned the Plaza Hotel. I don't know if it was at the time or he still does. And he wrote in that if they wanted to film there, he had to have a cameo in it. So that's how he photobombed himself in. True. That is a real thing. But he didn't really all of his properties. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that would be my, if we were doing a draft, that would be my first pick off the draft would be Home Alone 2. Okay. Bully, do you have any thoughts about it in this favorites category? Uh, my favorite, I would say all time. It just, not just Christmas movie, just all time. It's a wonderful life. You would, you would. You yeah. Stewart looking face ass. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, um, one, it's kind of, it's in that Americana vein. It's the World War II era. Frank Capra makes you feel good inside at the end. Um, besides them singing the odd line saying, which I talked about last week which doesn't belong on Christmas Eve. Um, it does. <laughs> all in all, good story. And, um, you know, I don't think it sets unrealistic expectations for Christmas, unlike a lot of Christmas movies. They're just happy the dad showed up on Christmas Eve. There you go. I think dads in general get a really bad rap in Christmas movies. When you're a kid, right, you're watching these movies, and Christmas is apparently always the busiest time of year for businesses. And as an adult, I haven't done jack shit in like two months. What are these dads been doing this entire time? I mean, they probably have like mistresses. I feel like everyone back in the day had mistresses. Well, they also do that. That's a classic thing that I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies. They cut. They're like, oh, dad's not here in time. 
he's working late again. And they cut to this Christmas party, which is just insanity <laughs> of Christmas parties. There's people like, it's, has, it's unlike any Christmas party I've ever been to. And there are people just hammered drunk. Like everybody's hooking up with everybody. Segue into the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen that has that scene on that. And they make a joke about it. They're like, oh, you know, we're having a good time because so-and-so has a secretary on his lap. Like what? In what world? So what? I, out of those two, the Home Alone and Santa Claus, my one issue with both those picks is that I think Christmas movies, if they have a sequel, automatically brings them down in my book. Like Christmas movies should be stand fair, alone. What? To be fair, my favorite was A Christmas Story. Yeah, I'm just not Home not Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking, but so I have. A few, well, so I'm gonna... so for Cuffy, Home Alone Two is like the Empire Strikes Back of Christmas movies. The sequel makes is better than the original. Or Godfather Part Two, which is you know, mm, I think you can it, you can't argue that Empire Strikes Back is better than A New Hope. You what about the Star Wars Christmas Special? I have you guys seen that <laughs> trash? <laughs> it's garbaggio. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, go back. Let's go back to uh, Santa Claus because. Talk through. Um, so talk Santa Claus through. has a major plot hole that just breaks the entire movie. Yeah, that they murder so for Santa. Those, for well, <laughs> it was manslaughter. All right, to be fair, <laughs> if we're if we're splitting hairs here, they manslaughter Santa. the The major plot hole here is that Santa exists in this universe. This is a major plot hole. Probably any movie that has Santa Claus in it, but this one specifically, Santa exists. Kids, kids, spoiler. He 100% exists in this universe. He's delivering presents. We see him deliver presents. But parents do not believe that he exists. Where the fuck do they think these presents are coming from under their tree? This doesn't make any sense to me. They're just I mean, like, oh, there's a fucking soccer ball there that nobody bought him. Whatever. So this, is, this ties in actually to, to one of my thoughts because it's a similar type of thing. So it's a sleeper. My number one sleeper of Christmas movies is The Bishop's Wife. So in this one, very similar to It's a Wonderful Life, the bishop gets visited by, he's trying to build this brand new cathedral and he's struggling to, to raise money. I That's have kind of never fun. heard of this movie. Oh, it's, it's a delight. It's, um, but anyway, he gets visited by an angel and the, but the angel, only the bishop realizes that, the, that this person, they just think it's a visitor, but they know he's an angel. Whenever he like tells them like, hey, do this, then he leaves and the people think that the, like he accepts it in their mind as if it's their own idea. Going back to the Santa Claus, maybe it's like they he incepts in their mind that they went out and bought that soccer ball for little Timmy or whatever. Like maybe it's a little bit of that. Maybe you should watch the Bishop's Wife. It's it's a it's well, just there's a, a, a remake with Denzel Washington and Whitney Houston, which sounds way better. No, no, you know watch the original. I don't That's know. The man. Preacher's Wife, dude. The yeah, wife. I'm convinced in the 1940s there were only four actors. Yeah, that's true. Because they were all in the war. It was like, yeah, but even the ones that were in the war, like Jimmy Stewart. It's like Cary Grant, Jimmy Stewart, Marlon Brando, and that's it. That's John all Wayne. there was. John Wayne was there. Well, whoa, whoa. We are John Wayne is not no bueno on this podcast. Oh, that's right. He got canceled because of a nineteen seventies fucking interview. Oh <laughs> in Playboy. Whoa. Obviously John Wayne would get canceled. Like I'm not whoa. defending what he said. I'm just saying, that's the most obvious cancellation of all time. Yeah, for canceling Damn, people they, in real life, we should bring up a 1970s interview. Yeah, speaking of, <laughs> Tim, how is Tim Allen a Disney fucking superstar, <laughs> by the way? 
this dude is smuggling cocaine and he's like doing tool time later. He's all over ABC. Tim Allen's career is fascinating to me. I think we should do an entire podcast on that, just dissecting Tim Allen's career for an hour. I think that would be fascinating. I mean, he parties, he fucks. And then he becomes a Disney superstar and then he's recanceled again. So they're recasting Buzz Lightyear. He plays Buzz Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying. He's a Disney superstar. Today I learned. That's the first Pixar movie. Granted, Disney wasn't, Pixar wasn't owned by Disney at that point when that movie came out, but still. So I had another question. This is a diff, this is a question open for debate. Mm-hmm. Is Little Women a Christmas movie? Wow. I don't think I've seen Little Women since no. uh, yeah. by Adam Sapple developed. Well, you should watch the Greta Gerwig version. It's just delightful. No, because... Uh, that's then is like Harry Potter a Christmas movie because there's Christmas scenes like what? what I, I don't know. I, I've I think heard. Christmas has to be a central plot point of like it has to Christmas has to develop the plot. All right, so so Little Women confirmed not a Christmas movie. Back to one of my faves that I think people sleep on, The Family Stone. Great Christmas movie. Let me guess, Hugh hasn't seen it. No. God, you need to watch it this one. It's it's a great one. It's a, it becomes a tearjerker. It's very funny, but oh, it's, it's a good one. It, it's actually what I would want. It's like an idealized Christmas version. Everyone's going home to their Connecticut suburb, nice, you know, white house, snow on the ground. My God, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, why don't you go back to wherever you came from, Mr. Green. What are your so, thoughts on like uh, animated slash? Like the stop motion Rankin Bass. Yeah, yeah, TV specials like Rudolph, Santa Claus Coming to Town. My favorite thing about Rudolph was watching Rudolph as a kid. They would always use the same commercials during it. So you would get like the 1970s version of McDonald's commercials and they were incredible. They were uh, Frosty the Snowman. They did the same stuff back then. Uh, The Grinch. They all had the same commercials. I would watch them just to see the old commercials. Well, you were there when it debuted in 1964, so <laughs> you probably Four just had it on thousand. tape. So, just for the I, listeners, my dad was three years old when that in 1964. Uh, wow, a young buck. I, I, watching watching that again, you know, we talked about hashtag bully season. Rudolph gets bullied for the entire special. The line from yeah, his dad, the whole song. The line Santa Claus to Donner regarding his son, Rudolph, who was born with unusual physical features, just says, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. To the dad. It's like that what, that family guy meme where it's like he's, it's Noah talking to all the animals and then he just points. He's like, what the fuck is this? And it's like yeah. a mixture of all the animals. Yeah. <laughs> that I is mean, Rudolph. Yeah. That's, I mean, spot the lie though. It's like, <laughs> Santa's is just a truth bringer. Someone's going to enforce law and order up there. So a movie that gets slept on that I watched uh, again for probably the first time in a long time is Jingle All the Way. That movie is classic 90s. <laughs> yeah. Sinbad and Schwarzenegger. Let's just skip forward. I think everybody knows the plot of Jingle All the Way is that Schwarzenegger is trying to find Schwarzenegger and Sinbad are trying to find a toy for their son that's all sold out everywhere on Christmas Eve. The climax of that movie puts Arnold Schwarzenegger as the action figure toy in the parade right he comes up he flies around he saves his son 
Uh, and at the end, he's sitting there two feet away from his wife and son, who's also played by Anakin Skywalker from The Phantom Menace, which is another wild connection. Anyways, he's standing there and two feet away and Schwarzenegger is talking to them and the wife and son do not recognize the father slash husband. Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of the most recognizable people on the planet. Unrecognizable. How does that ha- I just watched that and I was like, that's, well, that just breaks the, all the immersion that I built up of Sinbad and Schwarzenegger fighting for this toy is now gone. I, I have a I, I hate to be this guy who's with these like takes and I'm not just doing them for the for the you know for the reactions. I don't like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. I actually kinda kinda hate him. I don't know. Lib. I just I hate to talk like this. You live. <laughs> he just doesn't he just does nothing for me. And then now we I mean, he fucked his of, maid. Yeah, he's a kind of piece of shit. Like really dude, you had it in the bag. You had a Kennedy. Kind of like the American dream. Taylor Swift tried it, failed. Aren't they still married? Who? Oh, Schwarzenegger's still no, married? No, no, no. They're divorced. Hmm. So contrary to popular belief, if you get caught fucking the maid and have an illegitimate child... Um, it gets you every time. Through thick and thin, whatever those you know, wedding words are. Through sickness and health. Uh, any any other uh, last minute before the buzzer comes in? Movies that we want to discuss? Uh, I think I think it's one of the new new classics, um, which it's not a hot take. It's just I think it's understood. Elf, but looking b- mm-hmm. back on Elf um, for when it came out, it was a fantastic cast in retrospect. Uh, oh yeah, James Caan, Mary Steenburgen, Zoe Deschanel, and then I don't know how they got Ed Eisner and Bob Newhart to agree to that movie. <laughs> Uh, whoever had the connection and then even yeah. some of the smaller characters peter dinklage is directed is the by elf. john favreau too yep, yep john favreau who does mandalorian and all like the iron man and that stuff mm-hmm. um also was in i love you man as the uh husband that hates peter <laughs> <laughs> his most there. iconic role not yeah. swingers <laughs> and i was gonna say to, to, to have the conversation in the in in that movie, there's two iconic people. Well, I don't say iconic. One's more controversial. One's iconic. Ed Eisner Elf plays or Santa. I love you, man. In, in Elf, Ed Eisner plays Santa, but the mall Santa, the one he's like, you don't smell like Santa. You smell like beef and cheese. That's played by Artie Lang, and I didn't know that. Wow. Okay, so I was watching a movie that was a Santa, and I was like, is that Artie Lang? But it wasn't that movie, and it wasn't Artie Lang. It was just oh. a random person. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, who's the best Santa Claus in in any movie? I mean, there's. Artie Lang and Elf, Tim Allen, Ed Eisner. I'm trying to think of like Billy Bob Thornton and Billy, Bob, Billy, Thornton. Billy yeah. Bob Thornton, Bad Santa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's actually one of my sleepers. So yeah. I feel like that 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 doesn't get enough love. Another one with a sequel. That might be tonight for me. Cuffy's like, if it's if it's a sequel, if it has a sequel, it's the best Santa. So I'm gonna probably the hottest take of this debate so far. The most overrated Christmas movie, in my opinion, is Christmas Vacation. Wow. Uh, there are so many other vacation movies that are so much better that Christmas Vacation is just like, it has a few funny lines and whatever, but it's just, mm, doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. I disagree. I think it's a, it's a good funny movie. It's a good, I mean, it's a Christmas version of National Lampoon. Okay I don't think it's there? overrated. Yeah, I'll live. 
We're recording this at 2.40 a.m. That's why I'm hammered. (laughs) It's been a tough year for everyone. Lay off me. (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, I think, I think his freakout scene, Chevy Chase's freakout scene in the end really just seals the deal of the movie. And also Randy Quaid's character, just Cousin Eddie, just being just completely batshit. Also, in my own personal headcanon, that's the same person as Randy Quaid's character from Independence Day. So therefore, there's a little bit of a connection there for me. Yeah. <laughs> and Independence Day is the best holiday movie of all time. So. <laughs> Uh, I think my last thought is watching movies can set unrealistic expectations for Christmas. If you're watching a lot of Hallmark movies, uh, you, can, you can tell that uh, you know a girl might be high maintenance. If it's comedies, she's no, you know that she's into more of a laid back Christmas. She's down to just watch good Christmas movies. Are you projecting something right there? Yeah. Do you want to tell us what Christmas movies you've been watching, Bully? We're in the trust tree. Plead the fifth. <laughs> All right. And with that, we'll head over to Bully's This Day in History slash Fun Fact of the Week slash Viewer Mailbag. Listener Mailbag? Listener. Yeah. Mailbag. Yeah. So um, I know we're recording this. This is coming out on Christmas Eve, December 24th, but we're recording this on December 23rd, which uh, 23 years ago, season nine, episode 10. There was an episode of Seinfeld that was called The Strike, but it's more famous for being remembered as the Festivus episode. Mm. And that falls on December 23rd is the day. It's a secular holiday. We're a a secular podcast um, celebrating on December 23rd as an alternative to the pressures and commercialization of the Christmas season, whether that's movies, songs, um, gifts, etc. It's an airing of grievance, a feat of strength, and there's the famous aluminum pole. Uh, which which people gather around. So I just wanted to say, should we have uh, area grievances right now? Well, that was going to say Happy Festivus, and I was going to ask you for your for your grievances for the year 2020. Uh, the grievances ahead. for the year, or the grievances for the Spot the Live podcast? Just your grievances uh, that that come across for Spot the Live podcast, whether it's with um, co-hosts and timing of recording or uh, <laughs> Photoshop skills or whoa photoshop skills are on point fuck what's that <laughs> i will head i think off. bully might have some grievances <laughs> i'll start <laughs> i'll start <laughs> i have agreements with the timing constantly changing throughout the week i try to keep a tight schedule in my personal life yeah you got a lot going on over there i do there's bowl games going on there's college basketball going on i gotta get bets in so you sit on your fucking ass just watching tv fuck yourself <laughs> you're lucky we're not in person we wouldn't have a, we'd have a feat of strength right now <laughs> i wish i had aluminum pole i'd pull it out of the ground beat the shit out of you <laughs> so i mean i have an area of agreements of this the whole year two of them one not go well for you was 2020 not a banner year <laughs> i've i've been better he hasn't been able to grind in nine months <laughs> right well nine months because of the pandemic like three years because of other reasons <laughs> But speaking of the pandemic, okay, I'm not like a fitness aficionado, but I would go there just to maintain, you know, kind of keep it a, a nice, you know, cruising altitude. Mm-hmm. Since I can't like, like all I can do right now is, you know, go for a run and now we're in winter. So that's difficult. 
you'd be surprised if you continue the same level of intake of both alcohol beverages and food choices while also basically increasing your sed- sedentary lifestyle, how quickly shit just adds up. I mean, I would not be surprised. Well, yeah, you've been living it for the past like 15 years. So that's, you just, you, you just cash in that check. You said, oh, yeah, fuck baby. it. <laughs> Whatever. Some of us are trying to ride this body to an early grave. <laughs> so that, that's just one is that I just need the, the gyms to open up or the vaccine to hit just so I can like maintain. I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm not trying to get, you know, cum gutters, so to speak. I'm just trying to, wow. I'm just trying to, when I look down, I don't want to have to move my neck in order to see my dick. I just want to be able to see it. That's how, that's how I gauge like my Might fat be a level. a dick problem. Well, <laughs> that's a different story for a different day. I forgot what my second grievance was. <laughs> I fuck. My grievance is during this pandemic, people have been working from home and it's just a way for people to say, if you're working from home, maybe we shouldn't pay you as much. That was my second yeah, grievance. Yeah, those are terrible takes. Anybody yeah. who thinks you shouldn't be paid as much because you're working remotely and not yeah. in an office should fuck off. And yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. There's no, those are just awful takes. The company is saving money by not having office space. So therefore they should be paying their workers more for leasing their office space in their home. But this is a pro worker podcast, just so we're all clear. Um, Communist manifesto is on the bookshelf behind me. Workers <laughs> rights aren't political, Cuffy. <laughs> My other pan- pandemic grievance is I am sick of waiting outside in a line because of a minimum people required inside as it gets colder. I didn't mind in the summer. You stand outside for five minutes. Sick of it. So you just want to get rid of the regulations that keep people safe and not dying? With a vaccine. So, but that, that's a yes. That's a yes. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Not, so, Can't you just wait in your car or something? Yeah, who, how many people live there? Either too. Like, all right, we're gonna move on. All right, let's move like, on. Like, yeah, like that, that was... was so dumb that you're like, oh, I had to wait two minutes outside in the cold. Do we have any? Uh, do we have my grievance? Yeah, we're all just getting. We're all just getting. Uh, question. We're all just getting into like, I hate traffic territory. Yeah, you're getting old. Is what territory you're getting into? Uh, what so traffic? We... No one's going anywhere. Again, so, exactly. Yes. Also, <laughs> we got to follow up from fart. Well, actually, the artist formerly known as Fart. It's, the commentator formerly known as Fart, I think, yeah, is, it's, the, is the... Commenter. Uh, commenter. One who commentates. Yeah. Commenter. <laughs> uh, sup from Gale, spelled like like Gale, like Gaelic, not like the... It's G-A-E-L. Um, they're going to be referred to as the commenter formerly, formerly known as Fart, officially. Yeah. Uh, my boyfriend and I were watching The Bachelorette. Sidebar, are you a pro-Bachelor, Bachelorette podcast? Pro. Anti. When the question, is it an insult or compliment to call someone healthy because Taisha got called a smoke show, which in the moment we weren't sure if that was a compliment on the show. It's the tone you're using that makes this gets worse and worse. an insult. No, what? there's no tone that can make somebody, be calling somebody healthy a, a Good, the only person acceptable. you want to be, the only person in the world you want to call you healthy, if you're most likely your, your doctor, you yes. want your doctor to say you're yeah. healthy. And you, you, when your doctor's telling you healthy, I'm going to imagine you're not splooshing down your panties when that happens. Well, there's a lot of hot doctors, and they make quite a bit sure. of money. Okay, here's the thing: what tone would make saying something like "Hey, girl, you healthy"? 
How does that make it better? Oh, wow. Gin and tonics, huh? Damn, you're healthy. <laughs> vodka waters, huh? <laughs> oh. yeah, I don't know. Vodka, vodka waters. Girl. If, if you're drinking vodka waters, it may indicate that you're unhealthy and you're trying to lose a few pounds. Might have to switch to vodka waters. Also, smoke show is always a compliment. Again, no matter your tone. No, no matter, matter tone. the tone. You're a smoke show. Damn, you're smoke. The commenter formerly known as Fart has some wild opinions on what is and what is not a compliment. Yeah, the commenter formerly known as Fart needs to reassess her decision to stay with uh, her boyfriend. I think actually now we're peeling some layers of the onion back and we're trying to, we're figuring out how this whole thing happened. Like how it started? Yeah. Her future boyfriend came up to her, saw her eating an apple. He was like, hey, girl, you super healthy. Let me guess. Do you do 5Ks too? Do you like to run? <laughs> oh, this guy sounds tall. How about bar classes? Uh, do we have any other? Um... No. <laughs> Moving on to the last segment of the week. The last segment before Christmas, before we all get a nice new bunch of toys underneath the tree. Gift giving strategy. It's very anxiety inducing, to say the least. So I kind of wanted, this is an open forum, um, tips, tricks, recommendations. Um, I'll go first, just with the question, gift cards, yay or nay? Nay. The, the lazy man's way out. They are the lazy man's way out, and everybody knows that, so. Yeah, but they're also, say if you get someone a Visa gift card, that is basically so being That's like just cash in 2020. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I guess if it's like an extended relative or something like that that you don't really know about, but if you're giving like a sibling or a significant other a gift card, okay, that's wow. a pretty shitty gift. Wow. All right. <clears throat> Bully? Uh, I think it can have utility if it's for something that you know they really like or if it's something that you know a little bit about but not enough about. So say it's, you know, you're a, you're a, 20 something year old kid living in New York and your dad really likes tools. You're just going to get him a Lowe's gift card because you don't know which tool you want to get him. If you're trying to install an oven or something, you have, you have no idea you're trying to help with. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you can't just get him a flashlight that you're probably holding the whole time. It's a headlamp without the batteries included. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I know for this year, double A's are expensive dad. It's been a bad year. <laughs> For this year, I'm I know trying to cut my pay for working remote. I know it's one of those things where, like, local restaurants is a good thing. For, like my my siblings, I'm I'm okay. probably go that route to get um, one things that they like and two like local local businesses. If it's small business, I'm not getting them like an Amazon gift card. Yeah, okay, that I think is fair. Gift card to a restaurant or something that would be an experience, but just a Visa gift card of just straight cash. Oh yeah, what's the point of that? Those are different. Straight cash. Thanks. Only. You might as well just, why don't you just get cash? Why to pay with a credit card? All right. Well, fuck me, right? Sorry for giving a gift. Wait, so is your take, that, your take that Visa gift cards are good? Yes. Because I get to choose what I want to spend it on. This is not a validation podcast. This was a debate yeah, podcast. This is a debate podcast. You can't take things personally when they don't go your way. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like a lot of those examples were very They're specific. They're not <laughs> Okay, well... Bully got a little specific. If <laughs> you install one oven, have to move the recording time one fucking time. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> so another thing that I thought is uh, for the types of people in your life, what are what are mm -hmm. some classic go-tos? So 
for the dads in your life, I had flannels. A nice LO <laughs> flannel okay. is always going to hit. Like, you cannot fuck that up unless you get the wrong size. But well, the, the, the right issue, size, well, the one issue, I, I agree. I agree. Like, flannels for dads is great. My issue is my dad has had the same clothes since 1985. So he never gets rid of, like, yeah. he's got the yeah. same shirts for 30 years. Yeah, but my yeah. mom will just throw out the old ones without him knowing. And then she's just like, get one in similar color. And he does not notice. <laughs> yeah, see, my dad's a single dad. So there's nobody to check him. He's just an unchecked dad out in the wild. He's just wearing flannels that he's had since I was born out there. Uh, I've always used to get my dad fishing gear. Well, that's, well, you buy my nice lure all or something. Yeah, well, my dad's pretty big outdoorsman. On that vein, um, I was getting my dad last year. I got him shelving on the vein of he has a lot of stuff. It's like, let's just put your stuff up so you can get more stuff. When you know when the basement floods every single spring and you get pissed off, let's just buy shelving to fix that problem, Dad. He's like, oh, but I like getting angry. I know where all the shit is. <laughs> Waterlogged um, boxes. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got you got to pick that one up gingerly. That thing's everything's gonna fucking come out the bottom. You got the one shot shop vac down there from like Nam, picking up all the water, <laughs> pumping it out into the neighbor's yard. It's That's their like, fucking problem. There's just duct tape all over the hose. Yeah. The Dad, why do you even have a sump pump if it never works? Damn town, let me put it in. <laughs> uh, moving on to the different one for, for the moms out there. I always go to the safe scarves. I feel like a scarf is a nice, you know, it's, it's the same vein as like the ties for Dad, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I usually go book for moms. Book is, yeah. A nice John Grissom. David Pat- Patterson or whatever that John yeah, Patterson. David Patterson. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I think we might have just combined two <laughs> authors together, but they're the same person. So. Cordell Grisham, Cordell Patterson. Uh, J- uh, what's the uh, Nicholas Sparks? Oh God, is that the cancer guy? All of his oh. books just end with somebody getting cancer. <laughs> it's like a uh, he he did uh, the Notebook. Yeah. Doesn't somebody get cancer in that movie? Well, it's just an old person dying. And didn't he get a walk to remember? Doesn't somebody get cancer in that movie? He also did like Knights and Rodanthe. Doesn't somebody get cancer? He, that yes, dude just okay. <laughs> has one literary device and it's just cancer. Hey, man. Keep playing the hits. I mean, whatever. He's laughing all the way to the bank. Exactly. Moms are good for uh, a good tea towel to hang on the oven or to hang on the refrigerator. Okay. I know what you're doing. I know what you say. Like you put it on like the oven handle and it like overhangs and like it's like yeah. for every holiday they change it. To the yeah, no, that's the, t- that's the towel you don't use. <laughs> No, no, no. Like, I oh, use that shit all the time. That's the decorative towel. Yeah, my towel, my towels look that are like that are disgusting. Also, all my towels in my house are just those towels that they hand out at games. That you <laughs> rally get to wave rally towels. Yeah, they're all rally towels. Big, big Steelers fan, just to clean up all the messes in his <laughs> they're, house. They're just—it's actually baseball. They're just baseball rally towels. Goes to one playoff for, game, comes back with eighteen towels. Uh, I was at every game. I was at a game each series, except for the World Series, but. Please, I'm not made of money over here. Yeah, I'm not spending <laughs> 1600 bucks for standing room only. And then this one is going to be up for a lot of debate. Your significant other. The one that actually matters the most. Mm-hmm. This um, is what you do with a significant other. Oh. You listen. You start listening. <laughs> full stop. Full stop. <laughs> no, okay, no, wait, wait, let me, wait. Let me okay, wait. Start over and make it realistic. Oh, oh, I got I to write this one down. Okay, yeah. So what you do is you start listening in, on Thanksgiving. 
And then eventually they'll say something that they want and then you just get it for them on Christmas and then you you like a superhero. Or you make them go or you get them tell the mall Santa what they want for Christmas and you listen. All right, so okay, well, I'm not dating so a middle bully, schooler. I was so. going to say, Bully is dating a high schooler. <laughs> he has to he's get a permission slip whenever he brings her out. Uh, I was going to go, you pick a theme. I think it's easier to pick a theme and then pick a few gifts that go around that theme. Mm-hmm. So like themes aren't one bad. of the ones I've done before is like like game night in or like a like a cozy night in. So I got like L.L. Bean slippers. I got like a game to play. And then I got like a nice like robe, like stuff like that. So it was all like, think of like playing a nice board game around a fire, like something like that. And it also could then lead to an activity that you then eventually do. Yeah, activities are good. What you believe? What's your strategy for this? Uh, I know some people do the uh, something they want, something they need, something to wear, something to read type theme. What? Have you ever heard about that? Fuck? Nope. Just just like four gifts and gives you like category. Um, I think an experience is always a good good thing. Going back to not just gift cards, but giving some sort of experience. It doesn't have to be in the winter it could be like tickets or some sort of travel or something like that yeah um and then yeah listening and getting something that they wouldn't buy for themselves or wouldn't get for themselves but they've talked about mm-hmm. could be anything i was given a direct link into what i should buy my significant other for christmas doesn't that kind of ruin it yes i i yeah, if that happened to me, they would not get that. I would. It would be. A I really thought about it, but then you said, "Hey, I need a place to sleep on December 26th. Yeah, that's the issue, right? <laughs> well, no. What you need to do then it's it sucks because now you have to get that plus something else. I already had everything already planned and bought, and then this comes out of. Uh, you could field. also do. You could also be like, "Oh, I forgot. Get it, and then do Valentine's Day, and then use it yourself." Uh, you could you could just be like oh shit like it's it's it, because of all the orders it's it's going to come after christmas and then you just scramble to order it right then and overnight it that night i mean i got it no problem it's not like that was the issue yeah well times are you are gonna good do the at the hue household yeah you, you can do the oh look there's one more and then you pull it out from like behind the couch type no, deal. i think that's what you do with like engagement rings Whoa, oh, you're getting. Oh, that Whoa. was what the link no, was. No, no, oh. no, no. That's oh. not what the link was. No, was it, it was a promise ring. No, that <laughs> that move. I yes. believe. I believe someone listens to this podcast. It's candy. Way. You can suck on it. I doubt it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> we're not ruining anything. Uh, I had so speaking of that one, like check under the tree or something. So growing up in high school, every year I asked for a car, like a used car, just to be like my own or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and every year, of course, I didn't get it because that's outlandish that they would even entertain that. But I remember my senior year, my dad was kind of being a, a dick. Looking back, he was like, oh, you know, you've been good this year. You know, oh, you know, who knows? So Christmas comes and of course, first, like, first lie, get it. And <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, fine. Like it was like normal gifts, whatever. I got probably got a bunch of Visa gift cards, you know, like, eh. and then. My dad kind of just quietly goes up to me. He's like, seventeen-year-old just getting Visa gift cards. He just leans over. He's like, "Did you check the garage?" And then I, like an idiot, jump up and immediately went to the garage and realize that, of course, nothing's in there. And he's just fucking dying. And I'm like, "All right." <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, he kind of comes back over and he's like, "Did you check the other garage?" And I just straight two birds right to him. I was like, "Go fuck yourself." But yeah, <laughs> two garages. Times are good in the Cuffy household. <laughs> It's not my garages. 
So I had a similar thing growing up, but it was for a birthday. I think I was six and I was asking for a bike and I was pestering my dad about it. And he eventually just got tired of me and was like, I'm going to get you a rock. And I was like, all right, yeah, sure you will, dad. <clears throat> sure enough, my birthday comes. My parents were still together at this point, And I remember it vividly. I think it was the last birthday that my parents were together for. Like I was like six. My whole family's there, all extended family. My dad's like, you know, open up all the presents. There's no presents for my mom or my dad. He's like, oh yeah, our presents couldn't fit. Um, it was outside in the car. And my dad gets my whole family around. He walks out to the car. He opens up the trunk and he pulls out a fucking rock with a <laughs> bow on it. And he hands it to me. And it's like a 30 pound rock. And he's like, here you go. This is what I got you for Christmas. And I kept it. I still have birthday. that rock. Or yeah, Wait, my birthday. It was fuck? my birthday. Okay, this explains so much of who you are hey, as a person. I learned a lot. By getting you a rock? Yeah. You don't call your dad's bluff unless you're ready to accept the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> that story does have an ending. Uh, I did get a bike. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking huffy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's depressing. Hey. Hugh was old enough when pet rocks were all the rage. Yeah, this was the biggest one in the neighborhood. Yeah, so you know what that means. Times are good at the Hugh household. Smash all the other rocks with it. All right, any other uh, gifts? Discussion? Bully, do you have a traumatizing gift experience you want to give us? Come on, we're in the trust tree. Get it out. Get it out. No, I had a pretty good, pretty good Christmas growing up. Yeah, by the looks of your sweater, you seem to be the most put together on this podcast. Yeah, I just want some good, clean family fun. Uh, uh, my most traumatizing experience <laughs> growing up okay. around Christmas it. is, this was uh, when I was a lot younger, is having to go to Christmas Eve mass with my grandmother and my parents and my brothers. Because when you're a kid, you, you go to mass, it starts at like 4.30, but it's already dark, so mentally as a kid you're like this is so late this is i'm, I'm ready for bed yeah, and then you have to, to sit bed through so can come. and you have to sit through and it's just incense for like an hour and then you go home and then Shout you have to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and then you and then you have to eat dinner and then you get to open presents with like with my grandparents so you open presents, presents on, on christmas, christmas eve? eve just just like from my from my grandparents wow that was your most traumatizing thing is opening presents on Christmas Eve. Having too many presents to open on Christmas Day. <laughs> your most traumatizing experience. Yeah, yeah I, had to, I, had to, I, had to, I had to just choke down some delicious Swedish meatballs and then yeah. go open some presents. Dude, so boys, I think I have my most traumatizing experience coming up tomorrow. Past Cuffy, fucked future Cuffy. Uh, my mom asked me if I wanted to go to Christmas Eve mass with her because she's like the only one who goes. Oh, and I, and you I feel fucking idiot. Well, I feel bad if she goes alone. So I was like, yeah, Why? sure. And she goes like, because of COVID, you have to like sign up for times and you go to sign seating and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, sure. Oh, you had she the built-in excuse that there's a she pandemic. Just, she just she texted be me. Inside. 2 p.m. on Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's this damn fucking mass yeah. but we get to have chinese food after because that's like our family tradition it's christmas, christmas story eve. christmas eve chinese food not christmas day christmas eve and then the leftovers are christmas morning we open gifts and then you just like kind of you know eat the leftovers just delightful and then a ham for dinner because you know times are tough 
But yeah, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Yeah, you fucked up hard. And I'm trying to go heavy and hard tonight, like drink a lot. Yeah, you fucked up. You know what they say, just to cure the hangover, keep on drinking. Maybe if it's just a sip of wine from old, you know. Yeah, get some Jesus blood in you. So I feel like that's not the best thing to do in a pandemic. Is what, to share drink Jesus the, blood? No, share the same cup as everyone in the church. Uh, yeah, but it's protected by Jesus, <laughs> Cuffy. I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah, I mean, I just... I, You're I saying actually, Jesus's blood isn't pure? Not when it's like that type of wine. The Nailed Pinot the Noir. Wow. Wow. The fucking Jesus. Cuffy hates Jesus. The Jesus 2011. Well, no, I didn't hate Jesus. The Romans hated Jesus. You didn't hate Jesus, but you do now. No, I never said it. You put words in my mouth that I don't like. The, the, the Catholic community is going to be up in arms over this. Yeah, well, that's when I stopped going to Christmas Our Eve. Our one Catholic listener. <laughs> my mom, my mom <laughs> just hated the new Pope. Uh, not, the, not Francis, the, the last one. What's his name? Benedict. Benedict. She hated him. 16. So she's like, I'm, I'm boycotting. I'm not going to church anymore. I'm like, oh, that's too bad. Bully's mom is anti-Nazis. Well, not to you. Confirmed anti-Nazi. Anti-Nazi. change. You had to go. Also, the whole anti-gay thing she was not a fan of. That's oh. fair. I was uh, baptized when I was born Catholic, but my parents, again, my parents split up when I was pretty young. So I uh, ended up having to go to Baptist church instead, which is not great either. Yeah, that's, that seems like it's scary. Yeah. I did go to some Catholic churches when I was older, uh, and I was always upset that they wouldn't give me the cracker. The crouton of Christ? Yeah, because I wasn't confirmed. You need First Communion. Yeah, I understand that, but is there a list in the back? Are they going to check it? Yeah, Jesus is going to smite you down. If you go to Amazon and read, you can you can buy the wafers the you know uh, before they've been blessed. Oh, I I know you can, bully. And the reviews are phenomenal. (laughs) Is this what you do in your free time? Were you not? uh, I don't. I I was. I purchased them. I I was the host. Were you not uh, there, Cuffy? For a yes. Halloween party, I was the host, so I, I was walking around handing out those wafers. Wow, that must, must have been a fun party, guys. Okay. Yeah, were you not there? I think you went to Boston. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that, I do. Yeah, I you got, weren't there. Yeah, that was a good Halloween party. I lost my walker. It's still in my basement. <laughs> it's in my basement with the tennis balls attached to it. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, uh, we gotta close this other, and cut a lot thoughts? of shit. <laughs> All right. So um, be sure to follow Spot the Lie on Twitter at Spot the Lie Pod on Instagram at Spot the Lie. Um, if you feel so inclined, when you that bonuses be hidden your accounts, um, patreon.com slash Spot the Lie. Uh, fellas, uh, any party You thoughts? can follow Huey at twitter.com slash Hugh Picks for some NFL picks that will be coming out Saturday, hopefully before the Saturday games. Um, and one more time in the back for the people in the back. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, except holidays. Joe Rogan. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah except Joe Rogan. Hope Joe Rogan has a terrible Christmas. Motherfucking joy on some grown man B.I. I could have been a girl or any ethnicity up in the world, but I'm rolling with the top bag. I ain't gotta worry where the cops at. I ain't gotta wear a fucking bra strap. Me and the crew are really doing everything that we like to. Man, it's a damn good day to be a white dude. Shit, I'm living good up in this bitch. Diggy rolling around the city, blowing good up in that weird. I-